to the book of Ephesians, the first chapter. Hallelujah. Tonight I'm going to talk to you about grace. Not that girl lives down the street from you, but the grace of God. Grace being a favorite with Almighty God. Do you know the good thing about grace? You can't change it. You can't change it no matter what you do. The grace of God's unconditional. Now, Father, as I approach the throne of God tonight, I thank you for the hand of the Lord, the anointing to proclaim the great and mighty gospel. I thank you tonight on the other end that clarity shall come, people shall hear truth, it shall be ringing in their spirit. And Father, I thank you that no one shall leave here without being changed in their thinking. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Now, in the Old Testament, grace meant unmerited favor. Meant to show favor, extend favor. Even when they didn't deserve it. At times, you know, grace would be extended in the Old Testament because they kept the law. Now, if they didn't keep the law, the curse would come. And sickness would come, poverty, they'd go into slavery, everything else. But when they kept God's laws, there was something extended to them. It was unmerited favor, all right, but it was the grace of Almighty God. And that old covenant was powerful as long as they kept it and didn't break it. But now in the new covenant, we have a covenant established on better promises. It's better than the old covenant. If the old covenant would have worked, God would have kept it. But it was a covenant for people that were not born again. They were not born again people. Moses was not a born again man. Elijah, Elisha, David, Daniel, Meshach, Meshach, Yoshak, and all the rest of them, none of them. They weren't born again men. But now when you get born again, then another thing happens to you. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart. The faith of God is shed abroad in your heart. Joy, peace, all the gifts of the Spirit, everything God is, He brought it with Him, and you've now become the very temple of the living God. Divine healing is inherent in your nature. You're in union with divine health. Hallelujah. Now in this new covenant established on better promises, Old Testament, it said, the curse causeless cannot come. I've heard New Testament preachers preach that. That if you break the covenant, you give Satan place, and the curse can come. And there's no bigger lie in the world than that because Jesus became a curse for you. He took your curse. So you don't have to take your curse. Jesus took your curse. Jesus took your sin. Jesus took your sickness. Jesus took poverty. Amen? 
He took everything that happened in the fall of man. And because of one man, Adam, got us in trouble, another man, the last Adam, got us out. How many of you know you ain't in trouble? How many of you know uh, if you break the law or don't break the law has nothing to do with this new covenant because you didn't make it and you can't break it? You got in on it by grace, by unconditional love. Not because you've done good, bad, nothing else. You begged, pleaded, Lord, I won't save, I won't it. No, wouldn't do any good, none of that. You get born again, but God has already in his account book, book made the whole world righteous. You cannot get saved if you're not righteous. Now they'll go to hell if they don't receive the work of Jesus. That's our job. We are ambassadors. We've got a message to preach to people that has never been extended to the sinner. We've never told the sinner, you know, God's already made you a favorite with him. Boy, I'm telling you what, if you don't get saved, hell awaits. Try to scare someone out of hell. If you get him scared out of hell, all you got is a scared Christian. You ain't got nothing. That's churches full of them. Churches full of them. They go to church for one reason, obligation. I'm obligated to go to church. God will like me better. If I don't go, I'm telling you this. Well, we, don't, we go because he said, forsake not to yourselves together. I want to learn. That's what we come for. We get truth, and we learn it, and we carry it back to our homes, put it into practice, and carry it to the world. Praise God. So, in the Old Testament, mercy... Generosity, all these things came about as long as they kept the law. They didn't keep the law, ain't nothing coming. If I miss the law, I've got the Fifth Amendment. 1 John 1, 9, I confess my sin and he's faithful and just. Hallelujah. And cleanse my thinking from all. See, he wants your conscience purged from dead works, you doing it, to serve the living God. You can't serve God if all you think is, I got to do this and that. Well, what if I miss it? Well, what if you miss it? Jesus don't. And the covenant's between Jesus and God. Hallelujah. He stood in for God, and he stood in for man. The Son of Man, the Son of God. They cut a covenant. Now, two families have been separated since the fall of Adam. They've been put back together. We are family. The whole family in heaven and earth has the same name. So bless God, we're in the family plan. We're in the beloved. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, it said of Noah, he found grace in the sight of God. That's pretty good. He got a boat ride. Amen. He went on a scenic cruise. Amen. It talked about Lot. It talked about Lot. And there he was in Sodom and Gomorrah, and, and it said, Lot found grace in the sight of God. Save him and his family. Now, if he'd done that for Old Testament, what did it do for New? Isaiah, the 30th chapter, one translation says, Therefore Jehovah will keep in expectation expectation of showing you favor. 
He'll set on ready. He's expecting to show you a favor. See, the covenant's intact in the Old Testament, and as long as it's intact, he's setting on ready. He wants to show you, show you a favor. And therefore, he'll rise up to show you mercy, for Jehovah is God, a God of judgment. Hallelujah. Happy are those keeping in expectation of him to show favors. Are you expecting him to show you a favor? Man, I can get my prayer answered. Man, I don't care what I need. I, if I need this, I find it in the Word of God. I can get it. Hallelujah. How? By faith I enter into this grace. By faith I enter in. Praise God. Expecting God to show. Carry me to the picture show. Carry me to the show. Show me mercy. Favor. Generosity. You know, see, we need to expect that. Why? That's God's favor. If you got a favorite, wouldn't you give him your best? Huh? Well, we're God's favorite. Now, ain't nothing you can do about it. You can have a conniption fit right here in the floor and go to kick it. It ain't going to change one thing. How come? Well, I know I done wrong. Well, shut up. This covenant's between God and Jesus. You got in it on free gratis. You got on, in on it because I received the work of Jesus in the death, the burial, and his mighty resurrection. Everything he did is set down to my credit right now. That's called the grace of God. The grace of God is the ability of Almighty God in you to receive God's best. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, grace is the word C-H-A-R-I-S. That's kind of like Christ, ain't it? Kind of similar to it, looking at it. Well, let me tell you something. Grace is God giving you Jesus. Grace is Jesus Christ incarnate in the flesh. That's grace. Praise God. The New Testament, grace. I looked it up, a lot of translation, a lot of this. Most of them say this, that which bestows pleasure, delight, to cause favorable regard. How does he regard me favorably? I'm a favorite with him. Friendly disposition toward, loving kindness, goodwill, unconditional love. Now listen to me, I'm going to say this again. Favorable disposition, favorable regard, unconditional love with no strings attached. Get it. Grab it. Ain't no strings attached. You ever say, had someone said, well, you know, when I die, I'm going to leave you this little Mercedes car. I don't want your old piece of car. Well, I'm going to leave you this house. You know, if you come see me regular, when I die, I'll leave you there. You ever heard folks? See, folks try to do that all the time. Manipulate. Listen, God's grace is extended to you and no strings attached. I thought that was mighty good. I wished I'd have thought of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grace is God's inexhaustible 
capability and his capacity to bless you and make you just like him. That's God's grace. That's God's doings. Yeah, but I ain't li- you are exactly in God's class. If God decided right this minute, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take David, and I'm going to start doing things with David, and this time next year you won't know him. He's going he's to be so far ahead of there. He couldn't make you one bit better than you are right now. It is impossible because he made you his best now. Hallelujah. Now, I'm the dude that thought that up. <laughs> I didn't borrow that off of nobody. Someone asked me, he said, Bless God, where'd you get that? You, got a, you get a lot of... I said, I ain't had, never had two or three uh, original thoughts in my life. Praise God. I'm a combination of 40 different preachers, I imagine. Hallelujah. Because I do not care where I get it if it's truth. I don't care if I got it off of Brother Hagin or some little one-eyed Jap. Do you understand that? I don't care. All I want is God's best and our thinking like God that we can do what God said for us to do. Now, unless you understand who you are, you'll never move over into this other realm. I was reading a periodical, you know, yesterday, last night. And this preacher talking about, and he's outstanding, he's one of the best. But he said, maturity will only come when the body of Christ starts walking in love. Well, I know a many Christians that walks in love, and they still baby Christians. So don't tell me that. I know a many Christians that walks in the love of God and, and, and don't know enough about the Word of God to get in out of the rain. Only when you begin to find out who you are, that you have the love of God, that you have the faith of God. My God, I've got everything it takes for life and godliness. Jesus has made it so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Body of Christ, uh, uh, usually around these preachers' meetings, I very seldom go to some. I went to a couple last year. Got up and walked out of one. Wanted to walk out of the other. My wife said, you have embarrassed me, you know, and maybe I did, but I couldn't sit there no longer. I wasn't going to sit there and listen to that junk. I wasn't going to listen to it. Don't listen to stuff that you know is not right in the Word of God. Just don't do it. Now, I don't mean if you know someone preach a little old something, get up and leave. But hallelujah, on a major study, you know what's right. You've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, and he's your teacher. He's your revealer. Go by your heart. You hear something new, check it out. Where? From your preacher? No, right there. Hallelujah. 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 No, we're not, uh, we're not developing into nothing. We already are something. Well, how am I going to stay that away? How am I going to... Uh, find out you that's why he sent the word of God. Do you know this is brain food? This to renew your head with. Hallelujah. And it will feed your spirit man. Amen. It'll feed him. He'll stay full. But he can't go, you'll never go past your thinking. You'll not wake up one day and say, Oh, I'm just so full of the word. No. It's got to come through your noggin, through your head. 
Ephesians, the first chapter, the fifth verse. Having predestinated us unto the adoption, Ephesians 1, 5, of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. You've been adopted. Now, let me stop right there. Most folks think about adoption, they think about the orphanage home over at Monticello. And they got you out of the orphan's home and he made you a son. The adoption in the Greek and Roman language is a legal term, meaning you can never be disannulled. It has nothing about you being grafted in. You're not grafted in. You're born again in. Now he tried to graft the Judah, but they didn't graft. They wouldn't play. You are born again with the very genes of God, God's very DNA in you. You are what God has made you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I wish I'd have known that last year. Well, you didn't. You know it now. Get it now. I know more right now than I knew last year. Hallelujah. My head thinks better right now and it's everything. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we've been... Uh, Predestined, marked out beforehand. Anytime you see predestination, he is always 100% of the time talking about Christians, never about sinners. He did not predestinate anybody to go to hell. He's not willing that any should perish. All right, having predestined us under the adoption of children, Jesus Christ, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of His grace. How'd He do it? By grace. What is grace? Unmerited favor. You can't do anything about it. God just loves you. You can't, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Well, I allowed to get mad and cuss. You can't do nothing about it. Well, wh why'd you come run and tell me? Why don't you shut up about it and tell God I'm sorry and go on? Not all this. Brother Solon, I've missed it so bad. Well, you probably have. To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He has made us accepted in the beloved. I'm accepted. I'm in, I'm in the family. I'm in the beloved. And ain't nobody can do nothing about it, including me. I'm in it. He loved me. He loved me. Glory to God. Yeah, but what if I disappoint him? Let me tell you something. He can't get disappointed in me when the blood of Jesus Christ is standing for me. See, you ain't standing for yourself. If you was, you'd have failed miserably a thousand times. Isn't that right? Well, of course, the blood of Jesus Christ speaketh better things than Abel. Abel's blood cried out from the ground, My brother, kill me. said, I heard your brother's blood cry out. Where's your brother? He's, you know what he said? Cain said, Am I my brother's keeper? Oh, you smart mouth. You know you need to hit right in the mouth. He's smart mouth. Am I my brother's keeper? I don't know where he's at. Yeah, you killed him. 
You drug him off somewhere. You the dude that done it. But Jesus' blood cries better things than justice. You ain't getting justice. You got mercy. You got grace. How you know? So just come on over here to the throne of grace and obtain mercy. Just come get you some of it. Get you a big dose of it. Hallelujah. Don't just come sneaking around. Oh, I've missed it. God don't care anything about that. You do not snow God by telling him how you have done wrong. How many of you know he already knew it? You know, I've heard preachers say, God turned his back on Jesus on the cross because he couldn't look at sin. Well, that's the dumbest thing in the world. He seen you, didn't he? <laughs> huh? Now, he didn't have to look at me. I'd done pretty good. Amen. Seventh verse. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The blood speaking better things than justice. It's speaking better things that you've done wrong. What was that song that boy sang? Sang me one of them she done me wrong songs. Well, what if she did? Huh? What if you done wrong? If the blood of Jesus Christ can't annihilate it, it can't be annihilated. You can squall and bawl and hoot and holler and do everything you want to. You can break and run into the wall and knock yourself crazy. Say, well, I'm trying to get forgiven. I'm trying. You know, in Manila and the Philippines, when I was over there, they crucified four people over there trying to get rid of their sins. I told them, you ought to crucify more than that. Praise God, about half of you need crucified. Drug them in a cross. Drug them in a cross, crucified. Nails in their hand. Trying to get clean. Son, you can't get clean. Ain't nothing can wash you but Jesus' blood. Hallelujah. And the blood's speaking better things. Amen? Hallelujah. Let me read you that sixth verse. Philip's translation. His grace, which has made us welcome in the everlasting love. Instead of grace. Everlasting love. Unconditional love. Everlasting. You know what? Six months after eternity's over, he'll still be in love with you. And it ain't nothing you can do about it. Well, bless God, brother soul, and I hadn't been faithful. I hadn't this. I hadn't paid my time. Well, won't you shut up about it and straighten it up? Don't hang around failure. That's the dumbest thing in the world. I knew that when I was a heathen. Some of you think, thought in your head, yeah, that was last year. <laughs> Cotton patch. Now listen to this. His grace reflects his marvelous kindness which he has freely given us. What is his grace? It reflects his marvelous kindness. Does not reflect his judgment. Oh, when you walk before the judgment seat of God. You know, when you walk before the judgment seat of God, you remember this. If it ain't so, I'll, I'll stop right there and say, send me to hell. He'll walk before the judgment seat and he'll say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Well, I didn't do nothing. You told somebody about Jesus. You went over to jailhouse one time. You give a friend of mine five dollars when he's broke. He counts good things. He ain't counting them down. One preacher 
talking about how God's sitting up there just waiting on you. Yeah, he's sitting up there waiting on you to tell you how proud he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. We have God's favor, divine favor. It cannot change and ain't got no strings attached. Hallelujah. That's good. You know, it talked about the Lord Jesus. Said he grew in grace. Cotton Patch said the little fellow grew and became strong, and he's plenty smart, and God liked him. <laughs> God liked him pretty good. Oh, in Luke 2.52, write it down. King Jimmy says, Jesus increased in wisdom. Now understand this, God don't have to increase in wisdom, but Jesus was a man anointed by God. Just like you, you're a man anointed by God. He that established you in Christ and has anointed you is God. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. Cotton Patch said, God liked him and people did too. When you know God likes you, no matter what, no matter when you do wrong, right, nothing else, God likes you. How many know other folks will like you too? You'll draw people. When you like yourself, you know, it'd be just as wrong for you to dislike me as it would for you to dislike your own self. You don't ever want to do that. God don't like that. He wants you to know you're a favorite with Him. Hallelujah. 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 When you know God likes you no matter what. I know it, but I got mad and you don't know what I said. I think I cussed. No, you don't think that. You know you cussed. You know you did. You don't need somebody to tell you. Well, my wife won't let me forget it. Well... Get her this tape. <laughs> Amen. A lot of wives think they the Holy Ghost. Have to correct the whole world, you know. Hallelujah. No, bless God, bless God, bless God. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless God, hallelujah. Done everything wrong. How many, you know... Before I got saved, I exhausted the subject of sin. I'd been there and seen it and had ten of them. I bought a mule one time and rode it around the world backwards just seeing where I'd been. Hallelujah. But God really likes me. I know that. I know that. I pray like that sometimes. Sometimes... You ever got to a place and maybe you hadn't been studying, maybe you hadn't been praying, maybe you hadn't been doing the things you ought to have done and you've been working hard, doing things, and, and sickness tries to get on you and you pray and bless God, can't get a hold of God. Old favorites calling. Old favorites, him. Whoop a little of that healing on me. Whoop it on me. Hallelujah. I have no, I'm straight up with God. Look, I hadn't been able to get my healing. Maybe it's something, if it's something I'm doing wrong that I need to change, tell me. And if he don't tell me, I shut up about that deal. And I don't listen to anybody else telling me, neither the devil telling me. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, he said, my sheep know my voice. God tells you to straighten up some. He liked to tell you to quit drinking coffee. Some of you might even tell quit dipping snuff. Sweet Garrett may put you on Levi. Amen. Grace is God's ability in you to live above sin. Grace is God's ability in you to live holy and pure before God. Why? Because God wants you to live holy where you won't have something on your conscience. If you don't live right, you'll have it on your conscience. You won't believe God right. I seen God heal a man that had a broke back and he was living in it with another man's wife. Say, who prayed for him? I did. You pray in faith. No. I didn't believe God would heal him. I knew he ought to he ought to break two or three more lumbar regions. Amen. I believe that. I didn't believe God was going to heal him. He said, bless God, if you pray for me, I'll be healed. I started telling him, you won't get healed because I ain't going to pray. I didn't believe he'd do it. I swear. I was young in the Lord. It's back in the 70s, but bless God. I saw God heal him, and he, he was in adultery. That changed my thinking. You say, God was for a man living in adultery? Well, of course not. Well, anybody with any normal sense knows better than that. If you don't know better than that, we'll set up counseling sessions. Hallelujah. For idiots. Amen. Hallelujah. God don't want you to sin. It'll make a coward out of you. You go to sin and you get off in sin and you won't live right. And you won't think right. And you sure won't believe God right. And it's impossible to please our God without faith. He wants you believing Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. God liked Him and men and people did too. Praise God. Praise God. Romans 5, 2, write it down. We ain't got time to go, go over, just go to every scripture. But write it down. It said, we have access by faith into the grace. Now, listen, wherein we stand. How many of you sta know you're standing in grace? You're standing in grace. Ain't nothing, what does that mean? That means God's got unconditional favor for me. No condition. Yeah, but Brother Solon, I don't study like I ought to. Well, stop and start studying like you know to do. Yeah, but Brother Sullivan, you don't understand. I ain't got time. Well, if you ain't got time, you better take time because that's what's going to feed you and cause you to be over and victorious. Amen? You're standing in unconditional love. No condition. No strings attached. You're in the f ain't no strings attached. He ain't pulling my string. Amen? Amen. It ain't that he's going to promise me things and do all this. He's done gave you everything for life and godliness. It's already yours. If God's got it, it's yours. You're an heir of God and an equal heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. If Jesus is healed, you're healed. If Jesus is prosperous and walking golden streets, bless God, you've got a right to walk in the prosperity of God. Hallelujah. That's why it's easy to tie. That's easy to tie. 
Give God something to bless. Give him something to bless. Test me. Prove me herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen? Hallelujah. Romans 5, 2, living Bible. He has brought us into the place of highest privilege where we now stand. You can't get no higher privilege than privileged of God. I'm privileged character. Huh? What kind of status do you have? I have free, free trade status. You know when we extend free great status, uh, uh, free, uh, 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 free status, uh, trade status. You know what that includes? That includes a bunch of credit. How many of you know you got a bunch of credit with God? You got a bunch of credit. You ever had to pay your tithe on credit? Huh? Say, most pre preachers wouldn't say that. Folks will uh, start doing it. No, don't start doing it, bless God. But I've had to pay my credit. I didn't have the money to pay it, and I write it down. I said, now, I'm paying it on credit. Now, credit that. I'm going to pay it, Lord. Hallelujah. And I've been behind five or six months. When I first started preaching, bless God, I said, I'll live by faith or I won't get it. Hallelujah. And more times than often, often, I didn't get it. I thought I knew faith. I'd heard Brother Copeland preach two sermons and, and Brother Hagin three. I thought I had it. First right off the bat, I started believing God for $2,000. Hallelujah. And I had it. I knew I was believing God. It was coming in. My wife come in. said, what do you need $2,000 for? And you underwent my $2,000. It was gone. You ever felt that empty feeling in your gut? It just left me. My 2,000 left. It's gone. It's gone. And get out of my sight, you hussy. <laughs> you understand that? I'm mad. Now I've got to deal with that. And I'm still thinking about the law. God's mad at me. See, I done said things I shouldn't say. Amen, just like you have. But I had sense enough to do this. I said, well, bless God. Hallelujah. I just dropped down and said, well, I'll just believe God for $5. Because if I can get one thing from God, I can get anything. And I had to see, some of this I'm preaching, I had to learn this by failure. I didn't learn this by victory. You know, you don't learn a lot by victory. You just go to shouting and keep going. That's when you fail, you learn something. Or either you're too dumb to learn. Hallelujah. You learn when you fail because you don't want to do it again. Hallelujah. That $5 come in, it looked like a saddle blanket. I kept it for years. Hallelujah. Finally, I gave some. I kept it in my billfold for years. Every now and then, when, when it looked like I needed something, I'd pull that five out. I got where I could bleed for 20 and 40, 100, and then 1,000, 10,000. Bless God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can get a dollar from God, you can get anything. But if you can't get a dollar, you ain't getting nothing. Get one thing from God. Get started somewhere. Extend the grace of God. When I got a hold of the grace of God, I, I know 10 million times more than I knew back then. I knew God was going to show me favor, 
And, and, and I had a sixth grade school teacher, I told you, oh, oh, Miss Hines, and I was her favorite. I couldn't do nothing wrong. I know at Christmas time, I got up on top of this old tall boy's shoulder, and I was a little short, fat boy, and uh, 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 she come under this mistletoe, and I kissed her, and she squalled. Said, nobody's ever kissed me. No student. She is, she is hard woman. She'd teach you English. She'd teach you grammar. I can diagram a dangling participle right now. Most of you don't even know what that is. I know ever beaver, BM is our was worth being. I know them, I, I ain't never forgot them. She taught me. She taught me. Hallelujah. I went through school, made straight A's in English after sixth grade. I, I mean, she taught me to read, taught me all that. I was her favorite. Hallelujah. And, I, and I'd fight, and I'd fight. I remember one time I bit this boy and bit a plug out of him right there. He was too tall, and I couldn't get to it, but I bit him. And she said to him, what did you do to make Buzzy do that? <laughs> it was his fault. It had to be, because I'm her favorite. I'm her favorite. You understand that? I'm a favorite with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm a king of the creator of the universe, praise God. I'm a favorite. I got favorite son status. Hallelujah. When I go to prayer, a lot of times I plead my case. Him old favorite is. Him is. This is me, old favorite again. Come in here to talk to you a little minute. I need a little piece of change. Praise God. Need that pretty quick. Hallelujah. You understand that? Now, that may be sound like redneck. I don't care if it does. I care less. If I thought it'd help, I'd do the ham bone if I could get it into it. Do it all for you. Hallelujah, I'm interested in getting you in this and you remembering it and you know, bless God, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a heathen like I was. Amazing grace done that. What did? God's unconditional love. For God was in Christ hugging the world to himself. For God so loved the world. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. King James, Romans 5, 2. By faith, we have access to the grace wherein we stand. Weymouth said, into the state of favor with Almighty God. Who are you a favorite with? I'm a favorite with God. Hallelujah. I'm a favorite with divine healer. I'm a favorite with divine prosperity. Hallelujah. 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 Bless God, I come through Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I looked out there, and they had a little Toyota, just what I wanted. I've been wanting one just exactly. This first truck I have owned, that I, that I, I wanted. The rest of them, this bought, you know, this hill, this old piece of something. I wanted this. And I saw it sitting out there on the lot. And I, I, I drove up on the lot and honked. Old boy come, come around, I said, who are you? He said, I'm the sales manager. He's on a... I don't know, Monday, Tuesday. I see that little gray truck right there. I want that. 
He said, I'll make you a deal. I said, well, you make the deal. I'll be back through here Saturday. I come back through there Saturday. He, I said, have the paper ready. I walk. He said, look here, this truck cost me this much right here, but they got a rebate of $500, and I wasn't going to make but $400 off of it, and you bought this thing $100 cheaper than I did. Now, he might have been lying. I don't care if he's lying or not. Bless God, I got a truck like I want. I got just what I want. It's got the wheels, the four wheels. It's got everything I want. God don't mind you having what you want. You're a favorite. Hallelujah. You understand that? He don't mind you have. Say, well, I don't want no Cadillac. Well, what do you want? Well, he don't care if you want a Volkswagen bug. Bless God, get it. He wants you to have something you'd be proud of. Well, all I got is old raggedy car. Well, bless God, keep it in good shape and be believing God. God, and go before God. Old favorites come again. Him is. Him is, Lord. This is old me. Old favorite. Need a little toilet. Four wheel drive. Extended cab. Four cylinder. See, they don't make many of them anymore. It'll run. It'll run for days straight uphill and won't use gas. You'll think you're coasting downhill. I put gas in it. That last Mazda I had, it drank gas. 10, 12 miles a gallon, four-wheel drive, six-cylinder. Oh, I'm telling you, fellow that's got it now, he said, did you know that uh, Mazda eats a lot of gas? I said, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But this thing don't use gas. I go by the gas pump and wave at them. How y'all feel? Most folks have to stop before they get there. 1 Corinthians 15:10. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and the grace which God bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly. I worked at it harder than the rest of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. Grace is working in me. Favor's work, is favor working in you? What's working in you? Are you a favorite with God? Are you extending it? Are you using it? Are you speaking it? Are you acting it? Are you talking your problem? Cotton patch. Only by the grace of God am I what I now am, and the favor shown me was not wasted, for I worked harder than all the rest of them. Not I really, but God's goodness. That had a hold on me. What's got a hold on you? Oh, gracious. Ain't this something? Something got a hold on me. Hallelujah. And it ain't the blues neither. Hallelujah. Something's got a hold. Let God are determined to make God's grace have a hold on you. Let it have a hold on you. Make it, make it so. Speak it and act it all the time. I'm a favorite with God. Let that get a hold on you. Well, you know that old boy, he's the boss's first cousin. They're going to promote him before they do me. Oh, no, they're not. If my God has to, he'll wake old boss man up and an angel will appear to him. Say, oh, I don't believe that. I know it. That's why you're the last man on the top.